Welcome to Storytelling. This week's guest is a copywriter, marketing strategist and rugby player. Her rugby career has taken her all across the US and internationally and she's taken the lessons she's learned from the sport and translated them into a profitable business. Please welcome Melissa Orellana. Hello Melissa and welcome to the podcast. Hi Debbie, I'm so happy to be here. Melissa, what age did you start playing rugby? I technically started in high school when I was, I think I just turned 18. I was a senior in high school. There's a brand new team starting up, but I ended up joining the boys team because there was no girls team. <laughs> and what was your experience like as a rugby player? Uh, well, when I first started, like I had no idea what the sport was. I had heard of it. like I knew it was primarily a European sport, but I, I had never seen it played before. I didn't know what the rules were at all. I was a runner, so I had track and cross-country seasons on opposite ends of the school year. And in the middle of the school year, I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> so I, there is an announcement over the school board saying, if you're interested in playing rugby, we're starting a new team, go to this room on this date. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. So I brought one of my track teammates who was a foreign exchange student from Sweden. But the announcement was agenda specific. <laughs> so we were the only girls who showed up. So eventually there were four girls on the boys team. We didn't really get a whole lot of playing time, which is understandable. And then track season started at some point anyway. So there was a pretty big gap between that and when I started playing a lot more actively. I've been really fortunate to play all over the place. Like I, One of my coaches actually texted me last night to play in a sevens tournament in LA in two weeks. I told him I'd love to, but... I need to get a little bit more fit first before <laughs> I commit to the tournaments. I don't play as often as I do now, but it's given me a lot of really cool opportunities, like not just for playing, but also I've met so many interesting people too. What would you say the main things that you've learned as an athlete? Because as you've said, this was a new sport to you. You hadn't been exposed to it previously. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of things. I think one of the big things is that I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I, I was. I'm not a big player. Like I, oh shoot, I don't know what the conversion is. So I'm 5'3 and about 115 pounds, which is like small for an athlete in general. But even though like I'm not a hard hitter, I can't run through people. Like that isn't mean I can't still play. Like I still find ways to score. I can still tackle people. I can still play defensively and offensively. So it's about like a little bit too about being creative and like finding your strengths as a person, which has helped me a, a lot in life. And which is one of the greatest lessons that Kim has given me, I think. And now you've used those skills as an athlete into your everyday because you're now an entrepreneur. Yeah, that was a little bit surprising. Rugby's been part of my life for, on and off, for a little bit over 10 years now. And I always knew as a kid that I wanted to do two things. I wanted to be a professional athlete and I wanted to write for a living. So <laughs> I never played professionally, but I have played at a high enough level. Like I've, I've played internationally, like I've won national championship. Uh, I've gone to nationals a lot, played in a couple world cups. So there wasn't much more I could do from rugby, but I wasn't happy with my career as a paralegal for eight years. And I got an ad for copywriting and 
once I invested in the course, I thought, well, this isn't too different from like, what do you know how to do? Like, I didn't seem like a big leap. And I know a lot of people really struggle with mindset and I guess like feeling confident in their skills when things are very new, which, which did happen to me too. But there is so much mental toughness that is required for rugby and same with, with track too. But especially with rugby, I feel like that it ended up helping me a lot in that aspect. So instead of seeing something as I can't do X, Y, and Z, I'm not a good copywriter. I'm not a good writer. I'm not going to be successful because like I didn't know how to do certain things. I saw it more as like, okay, I don't know how to do that yet. I don't have the right resources at the moment. So I need to find the right people to be able to help me accomplish my goals. Cause that's how it always was at rugby, because even though it is pretty popular here, you do have to travel quite a bit. And I have coaches all over the place. Like if I didn't know how to do something and ask a, a coach, hey, can you give me a training program? Or how can I improve my pass? Or like, how can I improve my tackling, for example? So I approach my business the same way. If I don't know the answer, I try to find someone or some other type of resource that can help me along the way. So that's been super beneficial. So it's taught you resilience. Yeah. <laughs> rugby isn't a popular sport in the US. So how did it translate as a sport where you are and what was the appetite for women's rugby? Well, at the time when I started playing, it was popular enough that I knew there were several clubs here in Arizona where I'm from and like across the country and stuff. For women's rugby, the pool was a lot smaller. At that time, there were no... I Actually, I think I might be considered like the first high school rugby player, female rugby player in Arizona. There just wasn't a team for us. Now there are few college teams that the college teams are already around but the programs have improved a lot. One of my really good friends coaches at Grand Canyon University and their program has been doing really well. And a lot of it has to do with just like her experience that she's been able to get from playing with all these teams and being coached by really great coaches. So it's really great to see that being passed down. It was a little bit of a, it did take a little bit of time for that growth to happen. But with rugby being in the Olympics, that helped a lot. Like it was really cool for people who I guess like normally wouldn't think that rugby is a sport that they could play. Like they'd ask me like, Hey, it looks fun. Like, do you think like I could play or am I too small? And I tell people all the time, there's no such thing as being too small. (laughs) It's just overwhelming at first, like with all the rules and like learning how to pass learning how to tackle. But like once you have like the, the fundamentals down, it is a lot easier. And like the, the sport is only growing even more. Like I know that now, like I'm used to knowing a lot of, bases around like the rugby community here and now I don't recognize a lot of people anymore just because the the sport has grown a lot for men and women but particularly for women. So going back to your career now and going back to what you've learned in your career you've mentioned that you were a paralegal Mm -hmm. and you wanted to work for yourself. Yeah. How did you transition from one career to the next? It was initially really rough (laughs) because being a paralegal is such a high stress job. And part of the reason that I knew like that it was time for me to go is that I had been doing it long enough and in different areas of law with different types of firms that it wasn't, it was the job itself that I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy the work. I didn't find it interesting. And I was also capped. I was at a big firm. I should have felt a lot happier, I guess. And I just wasn't because I knew that I had hit the ceiling in a way and it it doesn't feel fulfilling. And I had a bunch of other things going on at the time, but eventually I ended up quitting my job and then taking a sales job for a little bit just because I needed something that 
was a little less stressful <laughs> while I worked on my business. So like I did have a few clients and you do hit a point where you're very close to burning yourself out if you haven't done so already, because you're working a full-time job, you have to pay your bills because I was living alone at the time. And I was trying to grow my business all at once. But then my biggest retainer client at the time was told me, well, we have more work for you. If you're interested, let us know. And it was enough to replace my income. So I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I quit my job coincidentally on my birthday, which is really cool. <laughs> but then a couple of weeks went by and I hadn't heard from them, which was unusual. So when I reached out to them, it turned out the company had sold, which had nothing to do with me. It was just something that they didn't know was going on. So that was uh, like my first real struggle, big struggle <laughs> being an entrepreneur because you never feel like you're ready anyways. But I felt like, oh, this is my sign. Like this should be the right time. It was kind of the first moment that I realized, okay, like I really need to see myself as a business owner and change my structure a little bit. Because I was so new to business at the time, it was overwhelming in a different way versus when you're learning a new skill at the same time, if that makes sense. How did you feel with this major setback at that time? It was really rough. <laughs> Luckily, it was like right when I had quit my job, or at least a couple of weeks later. And after I was, uh, I came back from nationals. So it was a shock, to be honest. And I was going to like networking events. And to this day, all my businesses come from networking and referrals and word of mouth and stuff, which is great. But nobody teaches you how to do those things. And networking yourself is very different than just showing up and hanging out with your friends, for example. So I really had to learn how to do that pretty quickly. I invested in a business program specifically for copyright. It's called the Copyright Accelerator, which is extremely helpful. It changed pretty much everything for me. Like I went from being what's called like a an order taker freelancer, where you're just taking jobs as they come and you don't have a whole lot of clear direction. But I like did my branding, redid my website. I did all my templates. Like I became very clear on the people I wanted to work with and stuff. And if I had never done that, like I definitely think I would have, I would have stayed lost for a long time. So going back to the qualities that you had as a rugby player, what were the main qualities that helped you get through that period? I do think it is their resilience because I'm not a, a big player. Like there are a lot of times where like my, my team is sometimes most of the time unintentionally, they'll set me up for just to get laid out. <laughs> and there isn't anything you can do about it. And you just kind of like see someone coming at you and just go, well, here it comes. But like you, at the end of the day, like, you know, you're going to be okay. Like, even though like you hit the ground really hard, you're still going to get back up. And I just think that's really applicable to life. And that's just kind of how I've taken everything since I've started playing rugby pretty much that you just kind of have to go for it, even if it looks scary, because it probably is. But you still have to have the resilience and determination to get back up and be able to keep going. That helped me out a lot. It was not ideal, of course, because I was super excited and then became very overwhelmed. But <laughs> I learned a lot from the experience, too. And now you've transitioned from that moment to where you are now. So now you are able to demonstrate the fruits of your labor. Yeah, I remember the first month I was making more money. I was in the green, basically. I was like, oh, is this what it, like, am I a successful business owner now? Is this what it feels like? It felt very weird. But like, ever since then, like, it just like, I had a, like more momentum going and it became a lot easier. But like, you, you do have to celebrate your accomplishments and like all of your wins, whether they're big or they're small. And for me, that was one of the biggest ones. Like outside of quitting my job and doing this full time, like the first month that I was like, okay, I'm consistently making 
enough money to like pay my bills and like still be okay. That was a, a really, really cool feeling. What would you say is the main takeaway from your rugby playing to where you are now? I think that we're capable of a lot more than we think we are. And it's easy to kind of stay stuck in our heads, especially as introverts. A lot of copywriters are introverted and I am 100% very, very introverted. And it's easy to become your biggest problem and not want to put yourself out there or overthink everything, I guess. But one thing the sport has, has taught me like so many times, like you just have to go for it. Like whether it's just you going for a try or just you going for a tackle, like you will end up, you will still be okay. Like with the right support system and having the right support system is, is huge too. And Melissa, will you be playing rugby again sometime soon? I want to. Yeah. I don't play as often as, I used to before. My body is pretty tired. <laughs> I've had a lot of injuries. I've had a few concussions. I've broken like 12 bones. I've torn ligaments. I've had surgery. In my brace, I have a bad shoulder. So I pick and choose when I play now. So like I would, like when I told my coach last night, like I would love to go, but she's like, I just need more time <laughs> to get ready. So yeah, definitely. Like I don't think I would want to play full time all year round again because it's extremely time consuming. But like I definitely have a few tournaments left in me. That's brilliant. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. If you have been inspired by this episode, then please leave any comments on debbiewilliamspodcast.com and further details about Melissa are available in the show notes.